All right, guys, we are live with Scratching and Surviving. This is the podcast that's going to help you become an advantageous player here in your survivor pool. We're trying to give you that edge that's going to help you win your survivor pool. So stick with me for the next 15, 20 minutes. We'll go over all the games here and see just where we need to be this week. Now, just a little recap. Last week, we said Cincinnati looked like the play you needed to make if you were in a large pool with a lot of picks, a lot of other entries outside of your own if you had one bullet. Now that, of course, got a little dicey on Thursday night. But if you did make that play, of course, you survive. And now you've gotten rid of Cincinnati as a play for the rest of the season. Of course, Buffalo was the obvious choice last week. If you were in a smaller type of pool, it was a no-brainer. You take Buffalo and move on. But let's get into this week's games and uh, see where we need to be. All right, guys, let's hop into this week. And as I always like to do first, let me bring up the Survivor Grid website. It's just super helpful if you have not been on this website. Um, really helpful for Survivor Pools. Lays out all of the games that each team has left in the season. It gives a it gives a point spread also on the future games. Um, I don't always necessarily agree with the point spread, but again, this is this is part science, part, part art. So you know we, we can we could change it to suit what we uh, what we like here and what we need. So let's just dive into Survivor Grid. Let's take a look at it and what we're looking at. I have it sorted, of course, by most the most likely to win based on the Vegas odds. And this week that is Tampa. Now, what I love again about this spreadsheet is I get a chance to look right down the line and see what the future looks like for each of those teams and then check out the weeks where they look like they can also be a play and see, do we have any other plays there? So this is the first thing I do. I head to this website and look at it before I go to my spreadsheet. So I have an overview of what um, what the entire season looks like sort of a macro view here. So again, Tampa, nine-point favorite against Tampa, uh, against Miami. And without getting into too much handicapping, that game does scare me a little bit because Tampa's coming off that such an emotional game on Sunday night. We know Miami has not looked all that impressive, but um, we'll get into more of the handicapping stuff, of course, on handicapping type of shows and whether or not we like Miami plus the nine points. But just take a look here. That's going to be the most likely team to win just based on the Vegas odds at nine points, 80%. They're giving it 80%. When we head to my spreadsheet, I have a little bit more accurate number on the win percentages. But as you can see, Tampa's got a lot of future value. Next week, they're at Philly. We don't necessarily love that game, but let's just take a look quick at next week. Um, you've got Indy at Houston, and then the other games are really tight. Tampa at Philly. The Rams are at the Giants. A lot of people are going to like that. But then as you can see, the following week, you've got the Rams playing Detroit. You've got week eight, the Rams play Houston. So there's better spots to take the Rams. We'll see what uh, how the spreadsheet looks next week for that. But Tampa, if you look out into the future, we probably don't love them at Philly. Although, you know, obviously a game they should win. Don't necessarily love it. The indie game is going to be huge. That's not a team with a lot of future value playing Houston. Uh, we're going to most likely be uh, heavily on Indianapolis in that game, but we'll see. Tampa, week seven, they get the Bears at home 
very winnable game. You've got week 11, the Giants, very winnable um, at Atlanta. And then if we make it all the way to week 17, they're at the Jets. So there's a lot of spots here where we're going to take Tampa. So you can see that Tampa may not be the best choice this week. Let's uh, sort this again by the most likely to win. We've got New England and Minnesota really close. Now, if you look even at their percentages, which are going to be slightly off from mine, the likelihood of New England winning or Minnesota winning is pretty close to Tampa. And as you can see, this P percentage is the pick percentage. That's how many people are picking those particular teams in pools like on Yahoo or CBS or um, I believe Office Football Pools included in there, a bunch of websites, and it's super helpful. So we know approximately the same amount of people are going to be on Tampa as there are in New England and slightly less on Minnesota. Yet the win percentages are not that drastic. So just from a game theory standpoint, we're making – we're picking up a lot of uh, leverage. We've got a lot of value and equity in taking, let's say, Minnesota um, because New England and Tampa are not that much more likely to win, and we can take Minnesota at a lower ownership. Um, we'll get into now who we're going we're gonna to take in a minute, but first I want to just kind of go over the future and see these top teams here, what they have left. So like I said, New England um, – there's not going to be a ton of opportunities to take New England. You've got Houston this week. They're going to be home against the Jets in week seven. So that's definitely a spot that we're going to want to target. But we also, you know, we talked about week seven. This is a week with a ton of options. So we can get away with not necessarily needing New England in week seven. Arizona's at Houston. It's going to be a monster spread. Or Arizona's home for Houston. It's going to be a monster spread. The Rams are home for Detroit. I mean, those are just two games which are going to be huge spreads. So New England, we don't necessarily need them against the Jets. Um, so again, that makes this pick this week on New England that much juicier. We don't have a real great game for, for New England until you get all the way to week 17 with Jacksonville. And who knows what's going to happen by the time we get to week 17. So that's making New England a little bit more um, of a pick that we want to look at. Now let's take a look at what we've got going on with Minnesota. So again, they're They've got him as a nine-point favorite. Um, when I look at my spreadsheet, we'll see. I don't believe it's nine right now. Uh, but they're basically the same as New England, really close in win percentage if you look at the Vegas odds, or I guess it's not just Vegas anymore. Uh, but if we look at that, uh, Minnesota now being taken less, and then how many more opportunities do we have to take Minnesota during the year? I mean, you look at it, it's at Carolina, not going to take them, by in week seven, home for Dallas, at Baltimore, at the Chargers, home for Green Bay, at San Francisco, not until week 13 at Detroit. And that's not a game that we love. We've got Detroit at home this week. So we obviously like that in a better, we're in a better spot at home here than at Detroit. Um, home for Pittsburgh, not the greatest game. At Chicago, not great. The Rams at home, not good. At Green Bay, we don't like it. And then week 18, home for Chicago. Again, who knows what's going to be happening by the time we get to week 18, who's clinched, who's not. Uh, but either way, that's not a great game. So you can see there's a ton of value in taking Minnesota. This is probably the best spot we're going to have in Minnesota just by eyeballing it. Uh, the next best team, Dallas, you've got them against the Giants this week at home. Obviously a game they should win. But you look across the board, Dallas is also a team, not a ton of options that we're going to have uh, with Dallas, unless Dallas is a better team than we think they are. And they looked really good last week against Carolina. So obviously... That's what I said. Part of this is science. Part of this 
is the art. We see week 10, Atlanta at home. That's going to be another spot similar to this Giant game. The Giants just played Atlanta um, a week or so ago, a week and a half ago, and that was basically as a, close to an even line. It was a two-and-a-half point spread. The Giants were favored, and the Giants actually lost uh, that game to Atlanta. Probably should have won it. So those are two teams that are fairly uh, equal, but there's a good chance that we're going to want uh, possibly uh, need Dallas in the future. So we'll see um, just what the spreadsheet says as the spreadsheet, you know, of course, takes into account the type of pool that you're in and, you know, do you need to be playing a team that is, uh, you know, do you need to take the ultimate, the the best favorite or the highest favorite point favorite on the board? Um, that's all going to depend on the type of pool, how many people are left in your pool, how many entries you have in that pool. Are there double picks? You know, we've gone over this before um, in previous episodes of this. So got Martin from New Jersey, man. What's up, buddy? I appreciate you being here. And um, yeah, you know, guys, we started doing this in week one. We thought it'd be interesting and fun to do these survivor pools. It's probably the most questions I get, believe it or not, is survivor type of questions. There's no right or wrong. There's there's probably some wrongs, but there's no ultimately, there's no lock, right, correct way to go about doing this. This is just kind of the way I do it. To me, though, there are some wrongs. And I actually got in a, in a discussion with somebody a couple of weeks ago where they thought Atlanta, talking about that Atlanta Giant game, Atlanta was the no-brainer pick um, as an underdog. And then I said, well, you, you just can't take underdogs in a pool like this. And they said, well, you're, you're basically being a slave to the Vegas line. And the Vegas line's not always correct. Well, without giving you like a huge lecture on Vegas lines and not always being correct, obviously they're not always correct, but we're playing the percentages. As an advantage player, this is what I do in all aspects of betting. I'm looking for an edge, right? If you're in a pool, you're one of 100 people in this pool. You've got a one in 100 chance to win your pool. All I'm trying to do in every one of these pools that I enter is give myself maybe a 2% advantage where I should be at a 1% if all things were being equal. You know, that doesn't sound like a lot, but you do this over and over. You play in a lot of pools and tournaments and, you know, the DFS world. You keep giving yourself little advantages. It pays off, right? So do I know who's going to win? Am I clairvoyant? No, if I was, it would be a lot easier. But all we're doing is giving ourselves a slight advantage to try and win these pools. That's all it is. So I want you guys thinking and understanding this is my mindset. This is how I go about it. Doesn't necessarily have to be exactly, you know, you don't have to follow me exactly. I won't, I won't be offended um, if you don't, but I want you guys thinking, right? So I want, I want you guys to become sharper and challenge me. I'm not always right. If you have a question, you think I'm totally wrong, you know, post a comment. And uh, I love having the discussion. That's how I learn. And I think that's how everyone else learns by having those discussions. So I'm, I'm more than open to you guys, uh, you know, kind of disagreeing with me, but let's dive into my spreadsheet and let's see what that looks like for this week. If I can find it in here and uh, yeah, so here it is. So here's the spreadsheet for this week and hopefully you guys could see it. Well, um, I've already put up as I usually do. I put in the, the lines, right? So this is my uh, midpoint line, as I always let you guys know, the midpoint money line between the two teams. So that's going to give you a pretty good idea of what the win probability is. And as always, I, I just put the favorites in here. There's no reason to be dipping down into underdogs unless you absolutely have to. If you're in a pool, 
that has multiple picks. Um, eventually, you'll get to a point where possibly you do have to take an underdog because you've kind of backed yourself into a corner. You've taken so many other teams, but we don't need to do that yet. Let the people with the crazy ideas and they're going to take, you know, pick them type of games and, and games where teams are underdogs. Eventually, those people are going to drop out. Also, kind of on a note, on that note, people do this all the time. They'll look at picks, like in D, you'll see it in DFS, um, where a guy just makes a ridiculously stupid play, but it wins, right? It's going to happen, okay? Someone's going to make a ridiculous pick, and that's going to win a million dollars. It happens, and but there's a, there's a ton of other people who are making that ridiculous pick who are, who are losing money. Um, we see this in Survivor Pool. Everyone says, oh, man, this guy picked some just crazy games along the way. And that's how he won. He got 18 weeks. That's fine. You know, there's going to be years where that happens. I've gone 17 weeks uh, back when we had a 17 week schedule. I've gone 17 weeks and split it with a few people, um, just pretty much being sound and, and using the strategy that I'm using here. So, like I said, if you have 100 people in the pool, you're only going to win this one out of 100 times, which means you might not live long enough to see yourself win one of these pools. If we could, if we can increase that edge to two percent, three percent, that's why if you could throw in three, four, five entries. Now, at least we can reap some benefits on this pool. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the spreadsheet a little bit. So initially here, I've got it at future value weighted at 60%. Let's just dive into, because I know most of you guys are playing like single entry. You've got one entry in a pool. You're down to maybe you've got 50 people or 25 people, whatever the case may be. You're looking at weighting this a lot lower. I would say 15%. On my pool, the way the way my my spreadsheet works, right? Um, we're looking at a fifteen percent weight on the front. It's just sort of arbitrary, educational guess. You know, I want to do take into consideration some of the future value on these teams. I don't want it to be totally at zero. If it was at zero, then we're just taking the highest point spread on the board every week. But as we went, as we saw when we went over with Tampa, there's a lot of weeks where we could take Tampa here, and if we factor that in with the amount of people that are taking Tampa and taking New England and taking Minnesota um, and even Dallas here, right? So I'm just seeing that now. Dallas at 20%. Um, that's not a game. So we're definitely not – if we have one bullet, Dallas is out. Like we're not taking Dallas with the one bullet because as I showed you before, we're have, we'll have other weeks. They're not – they're the fourth choice on the board and they have some future value better than the team's who have a better chance of winning, right? So there's no reason with one bullet that we're taking Dallas. Cross them off the list. Tampa, why don't we want to take Tampa? Well, they don't have that much greater possibility of winning than New England or Minnesota. And we have so many weeks um, and some of them coming up rather quickly where Tampa will be a pretty good viable play, all right? So I'm tossing Tampa out in pretty much all pools, even in pools that are low, like uh, where you don't have that many entries left. I'm still not taking Tampa in those pools because this is a week where we can actually really pick up on the field. Now, the question to me is going to be, do you want to take New England, Minnesota? Now, there's a slight edge on this spreadsheet given to New England. If I was in... Um, you know, if I was in any type of pool, especially one with uh, with a low 
amount of entries left. So my mom was here this weekend. She plays survivor pools. I think she's in her pool has about 13 people left. I think you need to make a serious consideration um, with Minnesota this week. If they're going to be 15% owned on average. Now also make note when you are in a pool of just 15 people, these numbers aren't going to hold nearly as true as if you had 5,000 people in the pool. Okay. Because obviously with 15 people, just statistically, it's not going to work out um, exact, but this is giving you an idea that a lot of people in that pool may take, you may have just one person take Minnesota with you out of a 15 person um, pool. That's giving you extremely good leverage. I mean, there's the possibility where I want to be in that situation where there's pretty much the same likelihood that Tampa, New England, Minnesota win, right? They're all in about the same boat. So what do I want? I really want the team that's going to be taking the least of those three because that's where I'm going to gain my edge. Now, I'm again, I'm not talking about who I think is going to win. To me, that is, that's just not part of the equation. I know, I know we all want to try and be smart and figure out who's going to win. That's not how you play these things. I don't figure out who's going to win. I don't look at the matchup. I'm not studying the X's and O's and saying, boy, I think, you know, the Minnesota secondary against, uh, you know, the, the Detroit wide receivers, I don't quite like that match. Like, no, that's not what we do. I know we like to we, we like to brag and, and say, you know, I really broke it down. I knew, you know, if you take Minnesota this week and New England and Tampa lose, I know you're going to want to tell everybody how brilliant you were because Minnesota, uh, you broke down the game film and you knew Minnesota was going to win. That's just not how we do it. That's not how the sharp people do it. Um, you got to trust me on that. So when people are selling you something, they're trying to sell you on the fact that they know more than you do. There's a good chance out there you know a lot more than a lot of the people who are so-called experts. But where I want you guys to sharpen up is understanding the numbers and where you need to be. So again, is this going to hold true? I want you guys to follow the go on Survivor Grid. These numbers may change drastically by the time we get to the weekend. Also, what changes are the point spreads. Okay, that happened to us last week. The Tennessee game went, I believe when I did the show, it was like seven and a half or eight. That line went down to five and a half or five. If you were in a huge pool and you were spreading out your picks, you wanted to make like five picks, which I am in several of those. I had to adjust and I had to get off of Tennessee. I think I had like four out of 40 picks were on Tennessee in one of my pools and I knocked that down to two. Okay, you have to adjust. So I'm doing this on a Wednesday. You're getting a fair idea of like where you need to be, but just understand the point spread is everything when it comes to these type of pools, despite what other people may say. And you may disagree. Again, if you if you think I'm an idiot, hit me up in the comments. I'll be happy to discuss it with you or over in uh, the Discord. But you really need to be focusing on uh, where the market is, where the point spread is. And that's where you're going to get the leverage because, you know, teams that are seven point favorites, they win approximately, you know, 70 to 75% of the time. That's just the way it is. And it was, it's was it been that way historically. It will continue to be that way in the future, no matter how good you think you are at handicapping the game. So this is where I, this is a confusing week. We're going to really have two options. I'm fine with you going with either option. And like I said, I want you to really monitor the survivor grid and see, does this number change? If they become equal, you know, if, if, Somehow these are both New England's 18%, Minnesota's 18%. There's still value in taking Minnesota because the when we looked at that other sheet, Minnesota is going to have, you're going to have less, 
I believe it was Minnesota. We had less opportunity. Let's let me look at it. Um, yeah, the Minnesota, the rest of Minnesota's schedule, like this is it, right? This is probably the only week we're taking Minnesota. So it all sort of lines up here. If you have one entry, I think Minnesota is the way to go. Um, you could make that New England argument. I listen to it. I don't think it's it's certainly not absurd. Uh, Dallas, I think, is just not the right play here. If they're the only one, you know, of, of the top four teams, if they're the only one who wins this week, so be it. But I think we're making the right play by not having Dallas uh, this week. We're going to have ample opportunity to take them. Let the market, let 20% of the market take Dallas. Hopefully more than that take Dallas, right? And maybe they'll get upset by the Giants. Tampa, coming off the the emotional game on Sunday night, maybe they're going to get upset. That would work out nice. We haven't had that real big, big upset yet. Last week, we, we did well in knocking some people out with Tennessee and New Orleans, but we haven't had the uh, the big big one crash these pools yet. This could be the play. You know, when we when we do this the way we do it, that's really what we're hoping for. We're constantly looking for high leverage situations where we can start knocking people out of the pool. So just recap: I like Minnesota here. I like Minnesota if you're in any type of pool, really, uh, because there's even if you're in a large pool, there's not a lot of future value in Minnesota. So if you have one entry in a, in a large pool, I like Minnesota. If you are in a small pool. There's a chance you may take the entire pool down if you have just 10, 12, 15 people with Minnesota. More than likely, you're going to be in there with two or three other people with Minnesota. But this could be one of those weeks. A couple of the top teams go down. You're really close to cashing in and uh, taking the money. So Minnesota, I would say a 1B here would be New England. If you're in a small pool, that's not going to go very far. We don't expect to go all the way to week 18. Perhaps you could take New England. Um, but I still think Minnesota is the best play there. Now, let's just quickly go over if you are in a multi, huge, massive pool. First, let's go, you're in a massive pool with one entry. Let's just see what the numbers say. And yeah, without me actually doing it, um, Minnesota comes up as the one entry that you're going to want, right? They're the best play. And that just has to do with future value. Um, if And I'm using 60 because I want to add future value into the equation more if I'm in a massive pool, because why a massive pool is going to go 17 or 18 weeks, no doubt. If I'm in with 10, 15 people, we may end this pool in two or three weeks. It's possible. Okay. So we don't want to wait the future nearly as high. Now, if you're in a pool like I am that has, you know, I have 40 picks left and there's 3000 people left in the pool and I want to spread this out. Um, as you can see, no matter which option I go, if I take, if I go with a four team approach, a five team approach, the bulk of what I'm taking is going to be on New England, Minnesota. That makes total sense. And Tampa doesn't get into the equation until I want to spread this out over five picks. Again, totally makes sense to me the, the way the spreadsheet is spitting this out. Really no, no advantage in taking Tampa this week when they're not nearly as big a favorite as uh, New England and, and Minnesota, or they're just slightly a bigger favorite than New England, Minnesota. And they've got such great future value. Now, again, monitor the point spread. If Tampa somehow it becomes a 12-point favorite and both New England and Minnesota drop a point or two, this is going to change a little bit. But as of right now, that's the way we're looking. So um, I think that's it. You know, I think that's it for this week. Hopefully, as we've been doing this, listen, guys, I appreciate um, all the views that we've been getting. Usually in a survivor type of pool, we're going to be losing people as the uh, year goes on, but we keep gaining people on the podcast and inside the Sharp app, and uh, we appreciate that. So um, I know you guys are letting your friends know. You're sharing it. You're telling everybody about the app. There's a lot of great things coming to the app 
We are just in the early stages of it. It's all free. So go into the app store, download the Sharp app, and um, you can watch this show. We've got shows tonight. Anthony Gargano with The Geek tonight. We've got Tackle the Board tonight. Wednesday is what really gets the week going here in, during the NFL season. So, um, again, guys, I appreciate it. And we will be back next week. Hopefully you guys survive. And uh, we'll try and win it next week, man. Good luck.